Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. I'm back from my holidays, as you well know. Yeah, so am I. You took me with you. I'm back again. You recovered? Yeah, I've recovered now. EasyJet gave us all the money back for the holiday. Oh, that was nice of them. That was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. It's almost worth being delayed for. Oh, it was, wasn't was a hardship, was it? No, not when you could sit with me. And watch Netflix. I've already booked my next flight. And how are you going to delay that one? I don't know. <laughs> You're just going to keep delaying the flight so that you get the next one for free? No, I would, I would rather have gone home. Yes, to be honest, it was a long day in the end. But anyway, what are we talking about? It's Christmas! Oh, God, I don't want to get you excited. I'm already excited. It's Christmas. We had some really nice Christmas cards at work. Yeah? They're so nice, I've actually bought some. What are you going to do with them? I'm going to post them tomorrow. To people? Yeah. Wow. I've only bought ten, so you might not be on the list. Well, send me a picture of it then. I'll send you a picture of the Christmas cards. And and then write a little text message saying what you would have said inside it. Well, happy Christmas. Ah, oh, right, generic, huh? Love from Baby G's. Yeah. That's about it, really. Ah, oh, don't bother. Yours will be one of them strange cat pictures, what freaked me out. Owen has made... A brilliant Christmas card this year. It's got the cats on it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got the cats on it, obviously. And he's in a jumper, isn't he? He has a special jumper, but not the weird ones like before. Does he look like he's a serial killer? No, 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 no. He's wearing the same jumper he wore for our music video. The one that looks like Santa Claus wearing a tank top with his muscles out. So, you've done a music video, haven't you? Oh, Oh, yeah, you picked up on that, yeah. We did a music video. I love it. Do you? I do, I love it. What's it called? It's called It's Christmas Time Again. And you've actually written it, haven't you? I've written it, I sung it, we made the video. I saw you singing in that video. And will you put a link up on the podcast page? Because I tell you what, there are people who need to see this. Well, I'm hoping somebody from a record company will see it and they can get someone better to sing it. You mean like younger and prettier and more talented? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. They won't manage to find anyone. Oh, they've got loads of people like that. They can just go out into the street and grab someone. <laughs> yeah, easy. But as Paul McCartney said, you don't ever need to sing it or perform it. Or whenever. You've only got to write it. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. And I think it's brilliant. So, everybody should be listening to that and passing it on. Yes. It'll be the chicken pox Christmas song. Just pass it on to someone else. <laughs> it's, to be honest, I can't get the song out of my head. Why don't I play a little bit for our listeners right now? I would love that. <laughs> and we can play as much as we like because we've got the copyright on all of it. It's all mine. It's October the 1st, another year over. Finally time to venture to the attic. 
Blow the dust off the baubles, test every fairy light Listen to the same songs you've heard a dozen times You succumb to the adverts and buy the TV guide Just circle the same films you've watched since you were five Ignore the dark voices screaming in your brain It's the same, it's the same, it's Christmas time again so, that was very likely going to be the most annoying Christmas song I've ever heard. Yeah, I hope so. But they're always really annoying. Yes. But you can't stop singing them. No, they're the best ones. So, uh, what are we talking about today apart from Christmas, or is that it? Well, talking of annoying Christmas songs, we have done something extra special. Oh, we have. We have. We have done the 12 Days of Rough Giraffe podcast. Indeed. And we have asked all our good podcasting friends and our listeners to send in them singing the 12 Days of Rough Giraffe Christmas. Some of this has been painful to listen to. <laughs> it has. Not, of course. Everyone has beautiful voices. No, they don't. And we're going to talk about some of the some of our best moments from the last year. So, uh, are we starting this off? We have to start this off with us singing the first day. On, On the, the first day, day of Christmas, Christmas Rough Giraffe said to me, a podcast with, with Mum and Stacey. <laughs> Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rock to Rock Right, what's next? Day two, Yeah, we'll have someone else tell us On the second day of Christmas, Rock to sent to me Two urban moths Right then, I would like to start off by telling you about the Wallace Taylor giant white. Oh, okay. Is this a myth or a legend? It's a moth. <laughs> it's a moth, okay. <laughs> I think there might have been a typo when I told you what today's category was. Not moths, then. <laughs> Myths. Myths? Oh, do you want to hear about this moth then? If you've done the research, we'll hear about the moth. Okay, it's the Wallace Taylor giant white. Yeah. And it is really interesting. It's got a wingspan of around 10 centimetres. That's like huge mungus. <laughs> yeah. And when you look at it from the top, it looks a bit like a Ken Dodd type of moth. Ken Dodd? You, well, people won't know who Ken Dodd is. Uh, okay, it looks like a troll. A troll. <laughs> with a very furry head. And then like two eyes and then like almost like a mouth oh okay but it is unique because it is the only moth in the world that eats other moths oh it is actually yeah it's got like little front teeth and then it'll catch a moth and sort of I don't know whether it sucks it or shreds it but anyway it uh, it takes the juices of other moths oh so it's a bit 
bit of a unique one and they camouflage themselves by writing big off uh, blocks of flat not flats um, blocks of flats not in a block block of flats <laughs> like these buildings in america they're colored so that they blend in with buildings okay and then at night they come out and then hunt down other moths oh you see so they can only live in the town it's because they're an urban moth <laughs> no <laughs> is that what you've been building up to <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I can't believe I, I walked into that one. <laughs> it was good though, wasn't it? It was good. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. To Urban Moths, eh? You fell for that one, didn't you? I did. Hook, line and sinker. Yeah, me Urban Moth joke. People love your laughter in that. I know. It was only because I'd waited all that time to do it. Yeah. I was like a coiled sponge waiting <laughs> to go. I couldn't help it once I was let loose. What does a coiled sponge look like? It looks a bit like me, but more excited. Right, okay, so number three is... On the third day of Christmas, Rough Giraffe sent to me... Three glass eyes. I did meet one person who was all right, but they've got like a glass eye that didn't follow the rest of them. Okay. Was it a good match colour-wise? It was all right, but I didn't know which eye I was supposed to be looking at. Oh, you didn't know which one was the fake one? Well, not to start with, but you're drawn to the other one, aren't you? You can't help but watch the one that's looking the other way, especially when they're looking at you and it's now drifted round to look at the jukebox. (laughs) Maybe that was his real eye. (laughs) Well, you see, that's what you don't know. So then, as you're watching it, the eye slowly swivels in his head and you find yourself following the gaze. (laughs) And then they turn back and the eye swivels the other way. One time, his complete pupil had disappeared. So I was just looking at Made in China on the back of his eye. (laughs) (laughs) So it was mesmerising for all the wrong reasons. It's like somebody's got a big spot on their face. You, you've got to keep looking at it, haven't you? Yeah. Especially if you think, oh, it's near, it's near. Any second now. Would you rather that he had worn an eye patch? Oh, yes. I'd, I'd love to meet a pirate. Whoa, <laughs> I would. <laughs> if he'd have had an eye patch and wellies, we'd have been all right. Pirates wear wellies, do they? Well, they can't always afford the over-the-knee high leather boots made of Spanish leather no they, they have to do a lot of smuggling for that i like a nice smuggle on a cold night <laughs> a donkey jacket and a pair of wellies is now the de rigueur in the slightly poorest pirate and you're going for a poor pirate are you i'm not going to get a rich one am i well there's always potential that's the thing with pirates you never know when they might get a, a treasure chest So, really, I'm looking for a poor pirate. Ho, ho, ho. Rough giraffe are on my naughty list. Oh, I love a sailor, I do. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't love a sailor. Oh, I love a pirate, I do. You do, don't you? It still makes me laugh listening to that, the Made in China bit. I know, but I've not seen him again and he's not seen me. Is that because he's had one eye closed? I think we was just eyes what passed in the night. 
Mum, do you know any famous people that have glass eyes? Did uh, King Harold have one? Uh, just looking on my list. Can't see King Harold had one, no. Napoleon? No, I think more recent than that. Uh, Peter Falk at Colombo. He did. And which eye? Left. No, it was his right. And left as I was looking at him. But right as he was looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, let's have a think. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Um, I think she just had a lazy eye. Gabrielle. I think hers was lazy as well. I'm just thinking of people who were... Uh, with eyes. With eyes, basically. Yeah. No, who else? Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, yes, of course he did, yes. Which eye? Left. Yes, that was his left eye. There are lots of other writers and and actors, but I don't know who they are because I'm ignorant. Okay, so that was number three, was it? Yeah, so now we're on to number four. Okay, come on, tell me, what is on the fourth day of Rough Giraffe? What's your favourite thing? Don't ask me. Begins with B. Bollocks. Bondage? Oh, I love bondage! On the fourth day of Christmas, Roughshaft sent to me four bondage tales. I want to know about um, sex and bondage and rubber gloves. Okay, is that a subject that you're an expert on? Well, I'm... Hello, have you you put on a gimp mask? Oh, (laughs) well, uh, I I saw this letter and I thought, oh dear, Uh, it said well... After 20 years, Karen and I have decided to separate. It's very sad, as we've had a fantastic journey together. It'll be a shame not to carry on, so now I've met another girl who's madly into latex, rubber, masking, breath play, and showing off in public in gimp suits, belly boots and doll doll masks. Yay! He's going to take her home to mother. (laughs) <laughs> How would you do that? With which outfit would she wear? Oh my god! The uh, the rubber doll one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the one that says I'm a reliable partner for your son. I'm wipe clean. <laughs> I'm wipe clean. <laughs> Don't worry about me feet squelching. It's not getting on your carpet. All I've ever wanted for my son is a woman he could wipe down afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they said they got loads of pics on the site I'm not going to name. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I went and had a look. Okay. And there's a man there. I think that must be him. Sat in a wetsuit. Yeah. And with a rubber glove on his head. Rubber glove. Uh, when he breathes in, oh, it looks very scary. Mm. But when he breathes out, the uh, fingers inflate on his head and he just looks like Feathers McGraw out of Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> like he's going, woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, and, I'm, and then people are going, Oh, that's sexy. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. Ho, ho, ho. Tickle my beard, Rudolph. It's not my special favourite thing, by the way. (laughs) I can think of lots of other things beginning with B. Beer. Beer, definitely. Banderillos. Oh, banderillas. I'd go and live in Spain just to be able to buy banderillas. Do you have any bondage tales? 
What of my own personal ones? Oof, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know it was going to go to that. Um... Oh, no, I think uh, me and Gimpmas seem to go together. We go together like Gimpa, 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 Mask. So, we're down to five catfish. Oh, can we have everybody singing? Five catfisting! I've recorded everybody singing five catfists. Including me, shall I do it again? Yeah. Five catfisting! <laughs> do you want it in a different tone? Uh, can you do it in a different tone? I can do how you like. Go on then. Five! Catfisting! I don't know how you want it. Like Mariah Carey, which is exactly how you're doing it. Oh, right. Five catfisting. You can only sing one octave, can't you? <laughs> no, I'm not very good with that one. I've already got um, probably five of the notes left. <laughs> Did you ever used to be able to get out of that octave? I used to sing. Did you? Yeah. I used to be able to sing a song <laughs> called As I As I Walked Out One Fame Morning. Right. As I walked out one fame morning to hear the birds sing sweet, I led my back to a garden wall and watched two lovers meet. I used to be able to sing that. In perfect tune. Well, as we said earlier, if any record producers are listening, find someone else to do that. <laughs> someone just a bit younger. Yeah. With, with longer legs. And higher octaves. I was going to say something, but higher octaves will do. <laughs> Either that or a good bra. If you got had, if they had a better bra, you'd be able to hit the higher notes. It depends how good the bra is. I think the one that I was going to pay 90 quid for, I'd have squeaked on that one. You'd have been doing Bee Gees. Oi, 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 me glass eyes, oi, me glass eyes. (laughs) 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 Okay, guys, is everybody ready? I'm going to count you in. One, two, three. On the fifth. Day of Christmas, rough giraffe sent to me five catfish. Hello, Mum. Hello, Stacey. How are you? Well, I, I'm all right, but I can't talk to you just at the minute. Why? I'm just getting catfisted by two Nigerians. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. It, it, it's terrible. They're all over the internet, so... Okay, and what do you think catfisting is? It's when, um... When the the Nigerians come after your money. <laughs> do you mean catfished? I don't know. Is that what I mean? I think you do. Catfished? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't sound as exciting. No, but it sounds a lot less painful and it sounds a lot less illegal. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. So I'm uh, getting catfished, then. Okay. Call me in a bit. Give me at least ten minutes. Ho, ho, ho. Do not fist a cat, boys and girls. Don't talk to me about catfisting. Have you, you haven't been catfisted again, have you? No, I'm all right now. I've got a false identity. <laughs> okay. I've got I've got one of them bank cards from the post office what you pay three quid a month for. 
This sounds like you are the catfister. <laughs> no, just in case one of them's very clever and gets through me barrier, <laughs> there'll only be 30 quid on that card. So in case they want to steal your identity, you've got a fake identity for them to steal. Yeah, well, it's only a game, isn't it? It's only a game, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, we're moving on a pace. Yeah, number six. Number six is not six geese a laying then, is it? No, but it is another animal. Is it a donkey on a bus? No. Is it a monkey? Dog. Dog monk? Yeah. No, it's not dog monk. I love dog monk. I lo- you love dog monk, but nobody else does. But is it my favourite then? What? Cow assassins. It's not cow assassins. Oh. But no, number six is cheese maggots. Oh, cheese ma- Illegal cheese? On the sixth day of Christmas, Ruff Ruff said to me... Six cheesy maggots. I've been looking at Kasumazu. What's that? They're starting to sell it in Tesco's. Okay. Or if they if they're not, they should start selling it in Tesco's. Kasumazu. It's a cheese from Sardinia. Right. And I thought, oh, it's probably got sardines in it. <laughs> right. But no, it's um. Cool trading standards. It's a Sardinian cheese. Yeah. And it contains live maggots. Oh, no. But there's um, there's been some trouble because these, these maggots are getting a bit energetic and they're jumping like five inches out of the cheese when you bite oh. into it. No, don't bite into it. So they're saying, they're putting the instructions now on the packet to shield it with your hand to stop them jumping into your eyes. <laughs> I don't want to eat food that's going to jump into my eyes. Oh, no, that's great. So that, if, if you're interested, anybody, that's Kasumasu. What's the benefit of that? Does it taste nice? I don't know, but I'm going to see if they're selling it at Tesco's or something. Well, they might be selling it. Well, not really selling it. You might find it in the bins round back. I'd be interested to know how they got the maggots in there in the first place. Can somebody tell me that? I bet they inject them in. Where do we buy this cheese from? I need people to tell me these things. You think there's some little Sardinian delicatessen somewhere that's... Can you only buy it in Sardinia? Pardon? Can you only sell it... Do they only sell it in Sardinia? I'm not sure if it's something that can be imported, but there might be a, a specialist shop somewhere in London. Yeah... Would you eat it? I'd eat it if somebody found it for me. Oh, there's a challenge for our listeners. I, as long as I've got some goggles on, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> I've eaten one of them Wichita grubs. Oh, no. I've What's eaten that what, taste like? I, it's like not, it wasn't a Wichita grub. It was a sugar something grub that I ate. Just as, and your sister ate a, an earthworm for a quid. So, in fact, your sister will eat an earthworm free. <laughs> but no, I had one of them. It tasted like. Can you imagine in your head? No. What it would taste like if you bit into a maggot? No, I refuse to. Right. So, if you think in your head what it tastes like if you bit a maggot. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. It tastes okay. like maggot insides. Ugh. Like wet and maggoty. <laughs> but I've never had them with cheese, you see. So that's the difference. And do these maggots taste of cheese? Uh, 
cheese maggot. A cheese maggot. The, the, they're the next best thing after cheese strings. Cheese maggots. <laughs> In your local Tesco now. <laughs> you see? <laughs> ho, ho, hobnobs. I want to tell you a description somebody made of them eating illegal cheese, cheese maggots. Are they actually at it in real life? They've eaten it in America. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, so... I've already curled my toes up. Don't worry, I'm salivating and not in a good way. This is from Serious Eats, okay? They went to a restaurant where you have to gain the friendship of the restaurant owner in order to be able to sample the cheese. The owner was telling them how the cheese was made. It's placed outdoors with a hole cut in the top through which cheese flies enter to lay eggs. The eggs become larvae that devour the cheese, decomposing the fats through digestion and excreting the remains. There are not only live maggots in this, but the cheese between the bugs is their poo. So it's not actually cheese, is it? It's not cheese, it's maggots and maggot poo. It was draped in a white cloth. When it was unveiled, I held my breath and peered inside the wheel, expecting teeming maggot mounds. But all I saw was brainy cheese lumps. The smell was pungent, but appealing. Giuseppe slathered a generous lump of cheese on a bit of toast and placed it in front of us. Undaunted, I raised my slice only to see that it was actually writhing with squirmy little worms. Even as they jumped off my plate, I knew I couldn't back down. I bit, I chewed, I cringed. It had hints of gorgonzola and black pepper, but left a thick film in my mouth preventing me from forgetting the little bugs currently digesting inside my stomach. If it wasn't for the maggots, I'd eat it again. I think I might try it myself. Uh, Right then, so... So, number seven. Is it cow assassins? It's not cow assassins. On the seventh day of Christmas, Ruff Giraffe sent to me seven refilled armpits. We had a poll on Twitter. Did you? To ask people what is on their bucket list. Oh, did you get some good answers? Well, we gave four choices and these are the standard things that you find on most bucket lists. The four options that we gave were skydiving. Have you done that or would you do that? I've done that. Did you enjoy it? Well, can I tell you the story? Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. And I used to go abseiling as well, down the inside of the cooling towers of the old power station. Yeah, you're quite the adventurer. I was. Yeah, when my legs were longer, that was. <laughs> and I could see me feet. Uh, we jumped out of the plane and it was a bit of a shock. Okay. And I, I, I'd done a wee. Oh, no. And the wee went up into my armpits. <laughs> the wee went up as I was going down. <laughs> So I never done it again. Oh. I smelt strange for three hours. Well, I smelt a bit strange anyway, but you know, people were looking. Ho, ho, ho. Tickle Kipper's whiskers. I would tell you, Mum, that wetting yourself while skydiving is not unusual. Oh, somebody else done it. Yeah, I was reading an article by a skydive instructor who does the tandem skydives. Right. He says, over the past 24 years, I've pretty much seen everything that someone can do to me in free fall. I've been pooped on, peed on and had people pass out. It's very lonely under the parachute when that happens. (laughs) Especially if you're all three at once. <laughs> <laughs> One time, my mouth was open and a big bogey.
loogie flew out the other guy's nose and went into my mouth. Oh, so I'm not alone then. You're not alone. So, moving on. Moving on, we get to eight. On the eighth day of Christmas, Ross Ross sang to me. Eight Timble shoutouts. Oh, Belle. Oh, she's asleep. She was awake at the beginning, then she's gone to sleep now. Belle! Belle! Oh, she's by the side of me, sorry. Hello? Belle, it's time for Belle's hashtag Team Belle shoutouts. She's looking extremely excited. Okay. It's not time for uh, Coco Pop or Nipple, is it? Oh, we're going to play the game. Coco Pop or Nipple, let's try. <laughs> nipple. Oh, why'd you go for Nipple first time? Nipple. <laughs> she loves this game. <laughs> she doesn't play it with you as well, does she? <laughs> so. Oh, bless her. So we have... Bumper Christmas edition of hashtag Team Bell, hashtag Kipper Shoutouts. Okay. We'll do Bells first. So we have hashtag Team Bell Shoutout for... Oh, find a cocoa pop. <laughs> we have a Team Bell Shoutout for Woody. Woody is... A... Nipple. <laughs> uh, our first shoutout is for Woody. You like Woody, do you? Do you like Woody, Bell? Woody is very lovely, sleek black dog. We'll have to look at Woody then. And he belongs to Betamax Video Club. I don't know if that's how he was christened. We also have from Nerd Book Review a shout out for Maple and Pepper. Oh, hello, Maple and Pepper. Maple and Pepper. I'm not sure what breed they are, but they look like boxer types. I don't know if they're French boxers, if such a thing exists. They're very cute. And we also have Tammy. Do you know Tammy? Only my daughter. Yeah. Tammy has sent a Team Bell shout-out for Poppy. <gasps> oh, Poppy! Now Belle looks excited. Belle has been on holiday to Poppy's house while we were in Spain. She has, and she was spoiled very much. Now Belle says she doesn't want to come with me to Spain. She wants to go and live with Poppy. And Tammy says that Poppy is a wonky-headed dog. Mm, she is a bit wonky. So she's a little bit Team Belle and a little bit Team Kipper. Hello, Poppy! So those are our Belle shout-outs. And for Kipper, we have... Odin and Loki. Ooh, blimey. And have we got Thor as well? Not quite. Loki, the god of mischief. Yeah, Odin and Loki are from Rolling with the Nerdy Birds podcast and they sent us a picture of Odin and Loki trying to help edit the podcast. And has Loki got thumbs? Because generally cats called Loki have got a six claw. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And our last Team Kipper shout-out goes to your friend, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Now, why is Nathan your friend? Did I give him fashion advice? You did give him some fashion advice. And he hasn't sent us a picture of him in his new clothes because he's obviously enjoying them too so much come on now but he has sent us a picture of his cat called classy classy cat classy yeah so i'll have a look at that obviously the cat doesn't need fashion advice but let me know how the culottes are doing so if anybody else would like to send us a shout out for either team kipper or team bell then get in touch with us on our twitter at rough draft pod and we pull your pictures up we do we will put all the pictures up i'm going to do a big collage of all of 
of this year's hashtag Team Kipper and hashtag Team Bell, and we'll have a class of 2017. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. So, number nine. Oh, right then. Nine, is it Cow Assassins? No. On the ninth day of Christmas, Ruff Draft sent to me nine wonky kippers. So why don't we get Kipper in here? Hey, Kipper, how are you? <coughs> Merry Christmas. <coughs> so, Kipper, do you like Christmas? You like the Christmas dinner. What are you having this year? <coughs> Gourmet soup, huh? You've got bad teeth, so you can't eat your usual prawns. Well, I'm sure your gourmet soup will be delicious. So, for our Christmas special, we have Paul and Donna from Varmints. Oh, I love Varmints. Varmints is Josh and Keenan's favourite podcast. Josh, Keenan and Hannah have all been on it, haven't they? They have. Josh wants to know when they're doing snow leopards, because he's a bit of an expert on snow leopards. And you're an expert on naked mole rats, huh? Oh, come on now, guys. You want to interview me on Naked Mole Rats? I'm ready for interviewing on Naked Mole Rats. Hashtag just saying Naked Mole Rats. With that in mind, let's hear from Varmints. Hey, hello, Mum. Hello, Stacey. Hello, Kipper. And Belle the Lovely Dog. This is Paul from the Varmints Podcast. Hi, this is Donna from the Varmints Podcast. We, were, we hope you're doing great over there in the good old UK. We're told that we could send in questions for Belle the Lovely Dog and for Kipper the Wonky Cat. And we couldn't think of any, but our pets definitely did. So my little dog, Hector the Chihuahua, has a question for Belle the Lovely Dog. And then I have a letter from Valera Sanguinar, my kitty, for Kipper, which is a little confusing. But I will render the messages as best as I can. You ready? (laughs) Okay, here's this one from Hector the Adorable Chihuahua. Dear Belle... Whenever my owner tries to play fetch with me, my big brother Odysseus growls and gets all the alpha dog on me and steals my toy. I'm too scared of him to try to play more then, and even though my mom tries to reassure me, it just doesn't work. What can I do? I've thought about murdering him in his sleep. What? Hector? But I think I would miss him. He's actually not that bad a guy if he isn't being all alpha wolf. Yours with butt sniffs, <laughs> Hector the adorable Chihuahua. Man, he's over there sleeping right now, and he looks so innocent. I had no idea. <laughs> Maybe Belle will have a solution. Oh, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? Belle, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Do you have any advice? Where's Mum? She's nipped to the loo. That's not very useful, leaving a dog that can't talk to man the microphone on a podcast. Do you want to do the rest of the show, just the two of us, Belle? (coughs) Sorry, the three of us, Kipper's here. (laughs) Belle. I'm not going to tell her you said it, but she'll hear it when she listens to the podcast. Well, there you go, Donna. There's your advice from Belle. I think you should probably play this for your little chihuahua because I'm sure he'll make some sense of it. And here's the question from my other kitty, Valera Sanguinar, the princess kitty for Kipper, the wonky cat. This is a little weird. Agent Kipper, report. How is the plan for world domination coming along? What? I hope you are keeping your humans under control. I know you don't like paperwork, but we all have to do our bit. Yours in paw Lederity, Princess Val. Well, that's a little unsettling. That's very ominous. Okay, Kipper, I do not like the sound of this. Are you a spy? Well, you're certainly an agent of some sort. All cats are agents. Okay, you're just a civil servant pushing paper. It doesn't sound like that. 
Okay, well, if you say there's nothing going on, I trust you. But next time I find you outside of the garden, I'm going to think you're up to shenanigans. Okay. Oh, well, we really love your show. We do very much. Goodbye, Kipper. Goodbye, Belle the Lovely Dog. Goodbye, Mum. Goodbye, Stacy. <laughs> and say hi to Owen and tell Owen that I like him and we all like him, even though you guys don't like him. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Love and greetings from Florida and Colorado. Take care. Woo-hoo! Take care, guys. Cheers. Thank you, Donna and Paul. Have a great Christmas. Say Merry Christmas, Kipper. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. So, number 10. My God, are we nearly through this? We're nearly done. So, let me guess, 10 cow assassins. No, not 10 cow assassins. What is the best thing about our podcast, apart from you? Um, Owen doing the jingles. Yes. Ah! On the 10th day of Christmas, Rough Draft sent to me... Ten crazy jingles. Well, I think Owen did the ending one and the beginning one, and they're a bit of a classic on their own now. <laughs> they are. I have a f- fact about jingles. Right. Not a fact about giraffes. Do you know what the longest running jingle ever is? Uh, is it still going now? It's... Is it American? It's not, actually. It's Australian. Would it be for toothpaste or soap powder? No. It started running... In in 1943. So is it for Australian Broadcasting Company? It's not. It's Ooh. been used well into the 21st century and during the 40s it was so famous it was played more than 100 times a day on some stations. My goodness. What is it then? It's McCormick's Foods Aeroplane Jelly. What? McCormick Foods Aeroplane Jelly. I'll play a little bit of it. <laughs> So there we go. All right, okay, so I still like our jingles, but that's the most played one. Yes. Owen loves a jingle, I have to say. We would have a podcast where I said, Hello, Stacey, and you say, Hello, Mum, and the rest of your jingles (laughs) with uh, maybe you doing a small item of news at the end, followed by a jingle, and then the end song. I know. We give Owen the brief of, Can you please make a short jingle? Five seconds. And you end up with facts about giraffes or yeah he's had the opera singers in he's had a full orchestra in the bathroom just for a five five seconds owen he gives me jingles and i have to edit them down anyway he has fun he enjoys himself keeps him out of trouble so next well we're nearly at the end then next number 11 we're nearly there so is it 11 cow assassins it's not but it is another great animal dog monk not dog monk think something that is a little higher off the ground is it tree goats it's tree goats On the eleventh day of Christmas, rough giraffe sent to me eleven goats in trees. We asked our listeners which they think is more wonderful, the papier-mâché pandas. All right. Or the tree goats. Oh, please say the tree goats. It was overwhelmingly the tree goats. 
86%. See, and now everybody knows about the tree goats. I did a little bit of reading about them. Do you want me to tell you about the tree goats of Morocco? Right, OK. I love the tree goats of Morocco. Do you know why they go in the tree? No, I did read it. It's because they've got split ends. <laughs> right. And... The tree has got it's an argan tree. Yeah. And so I know that I've got argan oil to make my hair shiny. Right. So they must go in there to get the frizz out. Is that right? It's the argania tree and they're getting the nuts from it. Oh. So this tree produces the fruit at a particular time of year and the goats are such a tourist attraction that the farmers keep the goats away from the trees until the nuts are just right and then they release the goats to, to get onto the trees and yeah they basically farmers are now bringing in more and more goats to see how many they can get into a, one tree oh right so they are actually doing this on purpose now they are doing it on purpose there is a benefit to it because the goats if they eat the fruit or the nuts at exactly the right time then their poo has all good nutrients in it and the seeds also so then get passed through and so the seeds are just right to be planted and the seeds when they're pressed they produce the argan oil alright then you see now I've learnt something now that's not often I learn something is it no but do you remember we were talking last time about the civet cat poo coffee oh Let's not go there. Is this the same thing? The goats poo out the seeds and then they take the seeds and make the oil from it. Oh, no, I don't want it on me head. Making your hair lovely and soft, is it? It is. Oh. <laughs> You've just put everybody off the argan oil now. Poo head. Oh. What's that smell? Oh, oh. get lost. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Find us on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod. Do you want to know a goat fact? Okay. Goats have accents. Yeah. You say that, most horses have accents as well, I think, because they're very vocal, aren't they? So that means that they speak with an accent. All right, my lover. (laughs) That's a Bristol goat, is it? I don't know. That's the only accent I can do in it, my lover. I think you've been hanging out with the pirates. Oh, I'm a goat! Ah! (laughs) That's a pirate goat. That's Captain Kidd. <laughs> he was a pirate, I think. <laughs> he had a ship anyway. What? <laughs> ship. <laughs> ship. <laughs> oh, Captain Kidd. <laughs> Mother, shall we move on? Well, i tell you what. What? We're at the end. We're at number 12. And is it 12 goat assassins? No, where do the goat assassins come from? <laughs> oh, no. Is it 12 cow assassins? No, it's not 12 cow well, assassins. Hang on, hang on. We haven't had cow assassins. No, nobody voted for cow assassins. I love cow assassins. Goat monks. <laughs> oh my god, the goat monks. <laughs> goat assassins. You're going to say goat cheese. Goat fists. <laughs> Hashtag Team Goat Shout Out. I'll do my own song. Number 12. Yeah, but let's do number 12 first. Is something from our British holiday episode. Is it Manjoiners? No. Vajazzles? Is that what happened when we were on holiday? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking more of the Dorset knob throwing. Oh, is it the Dorset knob throwing and food festival? 
On the twelfth day of Christmas, Ruff Giraffe said to me, Twelve nubs are throwing! In Dorset, they have what is called the world-famous Dorset Knob Throwing and Food Festival. Uh, what does that mean? It means that they throw Dorset Knobs and have a food festival. What's a Dorset Knob? Well, I've looked that up and apparently it's a large biscuit. Uh, oh, OK. <laughs> a large biscuit. It's a very hard thing. Yeah. So they have lots of knob attractions. They have knob throwing. Yes. And then they have knob eating <laughs> and knob painting. And then, guess the way to the big knob. Then uh, they build a knob pyramid at Knob Jenga. Yeah. Uh, the knob and spoon race and knob darts. <laughs> Plus that is fit. I think we should go to that. You know, that's been going for ten years, and we didn't know that. It's been only been going for ten years. That sounds like something that they've been doing for hundreds of years. It does, but it's only ten years old. So I reckon that next year we should go yeah. to the Dorset Knob Throwing and Food Festival. Well, if it's only been going for ten years, there shouldn't be too much competition. Maybe we could get involved with the knobs. Well, our own knob. Well, I don't know. Do we have to? Do you mean, do you want to throw a knob? Yeah. Do we have to bring our own knob or do they provide a knob? No, no, they provide sacks of knobs for you to choose from. Right. And then it says it's better to pick a big hard knob and give it a good chuck. You've got a chuck underarm, apparently. (laughs) Okay. And you've got to keep both feet on the floor whilst throwing your knob. (laughs) There's about 100 people took part in it this year. Well, it's a lot of knobs. And uh, you can you can buy a practice knob to begin with. Is it as big as a competition knob? <laughs> I'm going to find that out for you. Just hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mum. Merry Christmas, Wonky Kipper. Merry Christmas, Kipper. Merry Christmas, Belle the Lovely Dog. Okay, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who's helped us make this pile of shit. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody that has contributed to this show. The podcasting community is, as always, supportive and never turned down an opportunity to get on someone else's show. I don't know why you wasted your time, because now Stacey's got to edit this. If that's what you want to do in your free time, do it. So I'd like to thank the following people for sending us their beautiful singing and getting involved. We have the boys from That King Thing. On the 12th day day of Christmas, Christmas, Ruff Giraffe giraffe sent to me. 12 knobs are throwing. Rob from Gamma Radio. 11 goats in trees. The lovely ladies Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head and Chris from More Gooder Than. Ten crazy jingles. Pete from Smorgasbord and Michelle. Nine wonky kippers. Karina from Two Dudes Review and Dee Dee. Eighteen shoutouts. Carla from Theme Park Films Podcast and Squeaky. Seven we filled armpits. The guys from the Dad Zone podcast and Hannah from Filmrose. Six cheesy maggots. Ben and Daniel from Fry Gaze. Four bondage tales. Simon from Admit One podcast and Peacock and Stork from Besotted Geek. Three glass eyes. 
Superiority Complex, and Donna from Varmints. Two Urban Moths. And a podcast podcast with Mum and Stacey. Me, personally, I'm just pissed off because we haven't had the Cow Assassins in. All right, I'll play the Cow Assassins. And where's me catheter? Is that what you wanted for Christmas? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've had a I've had a glass of carver since you phoned me. <laughs> you just have to wait till you open your presents. All right then. Will it come fitted? Uh, I'll, I'll send the boys round. <laughs> Will they take me sofa away at the same time? Only if you haven't paid your bill. (laughs) That's the trouble now, not owing people money. Nobody comes and takes your furniture on a regular basis. (laughs) You have to just keep paying to have it taken away so you can buy new things. Anyway, I just want to say we're going to do a quiz. It's going to be a big one, and I love a quiz, me. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a big New Year's quiz. With lots of, like, prizes. Yes, so we've got prizes that include key rings of Kipper and Bell. We've got mugs. We've got mugs with the new logos on. So all those losers that won the old mugs with the old logo on, you can smash them up. They're useless now. They might become one of them correctors' items. <laughs> and antiquities. No, OK, so <laughs> Merry Christmas, Stacey. Merry Christmas, Mum. And uh, Merry Christmas to everybody that's helped made this. And don't forget to be listening to Stacey's song, an Owen song. What's it called? It's Christmas Time Again by The Frost. By The Frost. And we're going to put a link up for that because really, you've got to listen to this. got to be on your playlist. It's brilliant. Not just saying that because you're my daughter. But it's been lovely doing this with you. Yeah. So to to play out, can we please have the cow assassins? We'll have the cow assassins, we will. Okay, thank you. And I'll talk to you when we do our big New Year's Eve quiz. Indeed, I'll speak to you then. Are we still having Star Prize, Kipper the Wonky Cat? We are still having the Star Prize as a life-size Kipper the Wonky Cat. How brilliant is this? And you fed it twice, is that lifelike? (laughs) It's more lifelike than Kipper sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm going now play the end bit all right then merry christmas i'll talk to you soon bye bye on the 13th day of christmas rough giraffe sent to me 13 cow assassins Um, Brazilian Juan Maria de Sanchez was killed in 2013 when uh, he was asleep in bed and a cow fell through the roof on top of him. (laughs) Okay. I'm just putting that one out there. Without explaining it any further. Well, he was in a cottage and the cow had climbed up onto the roof and he was in bed asleep and the cow fell through the roof. How did the cow get up onto the roof? Some of these... You know, I've got my cave house. Yes. In Spain. Yes. It would be possible for you to get onto the roof of my house. Right. Would it be possible for a cow to get on top of your house, though? It would be possible for a goat to get on there. Goats can climb anything, though. I know. But what I'm saying is this might have been a similar situation with the lower roof. Okay, fine. Right? Okay. I don't think it was parachuted in, in a sort (laughs) of... I don't think it was somebody had gone out to assassinate him with a cow. An adventure cow. That just comes in on a parachute. Well, you know, it's a good way to, to assassinate someone, dropping a cow on them. No one will suspect you. 
As long as you remove the parachute from the cow before the police get there. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so many afters to that one. I mean, what if you get next door by mistake? You can't go and do the same thing next week. People get suspicious. You have to use a pig or a, a wildebeest or a hippo. Pigs are far less accurate. They can't fly either. Pigs can't fly. Who told you that? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Right, that's your lot. Enjoy Christmas, everybody. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rock to Rock This podcast is part of Britpod Scene an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.